How can we say everyone belongs here? This is Tuesday, May 9th. That's the question. What is the basis for saying that our church should be open to everyone? Through the years in the United States, Sunday mornings have often been said to be the most radically divided time of the week. During the work week, people have different backgrounds. They work together and go to university and school together, shop in the same places, and drive the same roadways. But on Sundays, people are often sorted into different churches, into churches filled with different sorts of people. Growing up, they were called white churches and black churches or Hispanic churches in South Florida. Now, I understand that there are often cultural differences between people and between churches, too. I get that. But think about the gospel and how the grace of Jesus makes a diverse and divided people into one body. Here's our text for today, Galatians chapter 2, verse 11 to 17. When Cephas came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face because he stood condemned. For before certain men came from James, he used to eat with the Gentiles. But when they arrived, he began to draw back and separate himself from the Gentiles because he was afraid of those who belonged to the circumcision group. The other Jews joined him in his hypocrisy so that by their hypocrisy, even Barnabas was led astray. When I saw that they were not acting in line with the truth of the gospel, I said to Cephas in front of them all, You are a Jew, yet you live like a Gentile and not like a Jew. So how is it then that you force Gentiles to follow Jewish customs? We who are Jews by birth and not sinful Gentiles know that a person is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. So we too have put our faith in Christ Jesus, that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law, because by the works of the law, no one will be justified. Now our text comes from one of Paul's letters to the churches, to the church in Galatia. In this chapter, he relates a conflict, the story of a conflict he had with the Apostle Peter. Now this question of fitting into the church and belonging in the church became such a point of disagreement that two apostles of Jesus became divided over it. Peter, who grew up in Judaism, just could not accept that the way was opened by Jesus for Gentiles to come to God. In Judaism, there was a strict boundary between Jews and Gentiles, and Jewish people harbored a deep racial pride. Their identity as Jewish people, chosen by the Lord as his possession and given the law of God, it, well, it filled their lives. They were filled with arrogance and pride over this. They believed no one was like them. Of all the nations of the world, God selected them to be his holy people. So convinced of this was Peter that the Lord had to come to him in a vision to convince him to accept that Gentiles could receive by faith this status as children of God through faith in Jesus Christ. But even then, Peter continued to harbor his sense of separation and superiority. It all came to a head when Peter felt the pressure, pressure 
of some Jewish believers that would not accept Gentiles. Peter bowed to their pressure and he refused to to eat with Gentile believers. Paul confronted him and he confronted him about this because he knew that this could destroy the unity of the church. Here was Peter, the apostle closest to Jesus, setting the standard for life in the church. How could Jewish and Gentile believers ever be one? But Paul knew better. He knew he of all people knew. He had prided himself in his Jewish heritage too, in his schooling and achievements, and he was doing everything he could to build a case for his own righteousness before God. Here's how he explained it. If someone thinks they have reasons to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regard to the law of Pharisee, as for zeal, persecuting the church, as for righteousness based on the law, faultless. But whatever were gains to me, I now considered loss for the sake of Christ. That's Philippians 3, 4-7. You see, Peter had nothing on Paul. Paul was the classic overachiever, resting in his own pride. But he came to discover that it is only by faith in Jesus that he could be in right standing before God. So as Peter refuses to eat with Gentiles, Paul challenges him based on the gospel. Paul reminds Peter that there's no one that can stand before God based on his background, his religious practice, and certainly his own goodness. It's only by faith in Jesus, in resting in the work that Jesus has done for us. Now this changes everything as we look at other people. We've been asking this week how we can say everyone belongs here. It's only by grace. Only because we know that our standing with God is all gift. A gift made possible by the death of Jesus for us. It's not because we're better people or we've gotten life right. We're not and we haven't. It's because God has loved us in Christ. And when we see this, we come to understand that the way is open for anyone to come to God. The grace available to Jewish and Gentile people alike, good people and bad people, intelligent people and people that are challenged. Because none of us have standing with God apart from Jesus. So it's foolishness not to eat with Gentiles because Peter thinks he's somehow above them. He's not. Now today we're thankful that this dispute was settled. Peter came to see the error of his actions and he came to support the new churches flooding with Gentile as well as Jewish believers. And that's the good news of the gospel. We who have no standing with God are given a place in God's family by the grace of Jesus. We receive and live in this standing by faith, trusting in what Jesus has done for us. You see, it was never, it it could never be anything but faith. You see, if it was ever any kind of achievement, then some people would have advantages over others. But what God has done in Jesus opens the way for anyone, really, for everyone. And that's how we can say, everyone belongs here. Now we hope that the end of us learning this is that our church would look more and more like the diverse churches from the beginning, filled with people 
from radically diverse backgrounds, but made one in Christ. Let's pray. O the depth of the riches of your wisdom and knowledge, O God! How unsearchable are your judgments and your paths beyond tracing out! You've brought us to yourself in Christ. Help us to see your plan to gather together people from every tribe and nation. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.